a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back to Inside Sources. We're continuing our tax day focus today, but we're doing it a little bit different. Uh, we can all have our shared grumbling and griping uh, as we begrudgingly uh, shell out our tax money for the day and for the year. And, of course, we had an extra month and two days to, to get it in this year because of the pandemic. Uh, but I know a lot of us still waited till the end to get it done and get it in uh, for a host of reasons. Uh, but it's interesting to me, again, it was on this day, May 17th, uh, 252 years ago, that... George Washington introduced into the Virginia uh, House of Burgesses uh, a grievance, a a set of resolutions about taxation without representation. And so often, you know, we talk about taxing, we talk about taxing the rich, we talk about who pays the most in taxes and why and how do you get out of paying taxes and all the loopholes and the, of course, the the tax system is so complicated uh, that it's it's very interesting. I remember when I was back in D.C. Uh, watching a hearing where the nation's foremost tax expert was testifying before the United States Senate. And when asked uh, by Senator Lee if he did his own taxes uh, without hesitation, he said, absolutely not. And when he was asked why, the answer was, I would have no confidence in signing my name, being able to know whether or not I had done it correctly. And this is a this was a guy who had studied the U.S. tax code for decades, foremost scholar, uh, foremost expert on all things U.S. tax wise, uh, and he wouldn't do his own taxes because he couldn't be confident that he got it right. Uh, So that should tell us something that we should think again about uh, as it relates to our taxes. We were talking before the break uh, about where we are in terms of spending. The federal government uh, brought in last year uh, $3.4 trillion in revenue from taxes. Uh, The so-called budget, not a real budget, but uh, the amount that was projected to be spent was $4.8 trillion. And that doesn't include any of the things that we're talking about spending now. Not not an additional 2.3 for infrastructure. Not another 1.8 for this or that. Uh, all of those things were not even on the table. And so going back to Washington, this taxation without representation idea, uh, of course the original colonists uh, got quite riled up about that. But you know who really is facing the brunt of taxation without representation. It's not me and you, and it's not our neighbors down the street, and it's not even our children, and it's not even our grandchildren or our great-grandchildren. The ultimate in taxation without representation are those who aren't even born yet and possibly who haven't even met yet. Their parents haven't even met. 
and they're going to they're going to have to clean up this mess. They're going to pay for it. And they're going to pay for it in a number of ways. They're going to pay for it in higher taxes. They are going to pay for it in crazy inflation. They are going to pay for it in a draconian cuts in terms of what the government can do and will do. So all of those things to me are taxation without representation for the yet to be born. And again, a lot of them, just think of what we are incurring in this country for people who aren't even here yet. I mean, our our children are going to suffer for sure. Our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren for sure. Uh, But go one step beyond that. That's where there's really going to be some pain and some suffering. You want to be part of that game? Uh, I think we got to have a different conversation about it. Uh, We shared this a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Godfrey Bloom, a former British politician, he was speaking at the European Parliament, and he talked about this very issue of we just keep spending and we keep printing more money. Governments are acting like they're they're banks, and they can just print it. Uh, And he laid it out in terms I think all of us can agree with and maybe even cheer for on Tax Day 2021. Uh, Well, um... I'm a baby boomer. I was born just after the war. Uh, we've had probably, we've probably uh, had the longest period of peace and prosperity uh, globally, uh, I would say, uh, from that time. I've put a little bit of modest money away so I can hand something down to my family when I pass on, largely because I've never spent more money than I've earned, and I've been prudent, and I've worked moderately hard. Now, it always seems as to me as a complete surprise to politicians how countries get in debt. Let me explain, because I don't think you really understand it. It's because politicians consistently spend more money than they raise in taxation, more money than they can possibly raise in taxation, most of which, in point of fact, they actually waste. The reason we're talking about countries which are broke, and they are broke, is because they're ridiculous, ineffective, Ignorant politicians consistently spend more money than they can raise. And then they borrow. And they borrow. And worse, they then print money because politicians and their central banks have a machine which prints money. You do that as a private citizen and it's a criminal offence. You would go to prison for doing that and politicians and their central banks do it all the time. Let me explain to you that these countries are broke. And they're broke because of their own stupid leadership and politicians. And it's immoral, immoral, to ask ordinary taxpayers of any country to pick up the tab for failed politicians and failed banks. They are defaulted. They're broke. For God's sake, let's all of us admit it. And there you have it. That may be the best uh, tax day rant uh, you will ever get. Godfrey Bloom, a former British politician, he was speaking at the European Parliament, uh, but he raised some important questions for all of us to really be thinking about. He talked about these failed governments. He talked about countries that were in crisis because they just continued to spend and spend. Uh, and he did note, and I would echo that they're often 
doing it in wasteful spending as well. Not just bad spending, not just spending money that they don't have. They're also spending it in bad ways that are not helpful to the citizens of the country. And so I love the fact that uh, that Mr. Godfrey points out that it's up to us to say, wait, let's stop. This uh, This is not working. This is no longer working. Uh, Godfrey Bloom, I think, got it right on uh, tax day uh, because until we really come to grips with what we're dealing with, and I know the numbers are just mind-boggling, but we can all do the easy math. Even I can do the easy math. If you bring in $3.4 trillion in revenue through taxes, that means the maximum amount you can spend is $3.4 trillion. We're currently on pace to spend, before we get to September, it'll be close to $10 trillion if all of the president's proposals goes, go through. Uh, but it will surely be at least 6 to $8 trillion, uh, almost double the revenue brought in. And you can say, oh, just raise taxes on the rich. Uh, there is no way to fill that hole, my friends, and especially as we start to see inflation go up, as we see interest rates possibly tick up, uh, it will not be long until you just can't fill that hole without just drastic draconian cuts to a lot of programs that who need? Those facing poverty, the most vulnerable among us are those who are going to be hurt most, and they're going to be hurt first. And the people who will be hurt second are the people who experience the ultimate in taxation with rep, with without representation, those who are yet to be born. So lots to think about on a tax day. Uh, we got to change the game in our governing uh, and get within our means. All right, we're going to step aside for a quick bottom of the hour news break. When we come back, Dr. Greg Hundle is going to join us. We're going to talk about our teens and anxiety coming up next on KSL News Radio. Stay with us. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.